You look cute, by the way, in your in your glasses and your little well, turtleneck. I'm glad I'm recording that. I'm definitely going to keep it in. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm just going to get into my intro feel and welcome you. Great. Great. Hello, and welcome to the very first interview in my new podcast. So what do you do? I'm your host, Denise Goggin, and I started this podcast to chat with people from as many different industries and jobs as possible and really just ask that question. So what do you do? I am delighted today to welcome my first guest, Megan Penman. Megan has held many different kinds of creative design and directing roles in the advertising industry and has worked for all kinds of companies from small to large agencies, as a freelancer, and now for a huge corporation. She's also been interviewed on CBS for her work designing beer labels for a craft brewery in Brooklyn, which if you like craft beer and if you're in the U.S., you have most certainly heard of. All right, I'm going to hand it over to Megan. Welcome, Megan. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you, Denise. Thank you so much. Thank you for being my first guest. I am yes. so excited that you agreed to come on to this because I know you have many interesting things to share. So I'm going to start with that first question. All right, I gave a little brief intro, but I'm sure you can fill it out a lot more. So what do you do? Um, at the moment, I consider myself to be a creative director, a design strategist, and a brand thinker, brand designer. I can help think about how to launch a new brand and how to design it and how to make it feel real and relatable. So I think uh, there's no short, um, maybe there is a short way to say that, but um, my career has kind of morphed over the years. So um, currently I'm a brand designer and strategist, I would say. I know you have had a lot of different jobs and I think that's really true for most people who are sort of, you know, where you are at in your career. Um, let's talk about the one you're doing now, because I've certainly heard people say I'm a brand designer, a brand strategist, and I myself even worked a little bit in that, but I think it's such a rich area. And if you don't know that, uh, you probably have no idea what that actually means, right? So when you say you're a brand designer, a brand strategist, strategist, what do you do? So for example, um, right now I work for a really big company called PepsiCo, in the US and uh, I'm in charge of several different brands from a creative and design lens. So I'm not in charge of marketing and how to sell the products, but actually in the guts and the DNA of the brands themselves and um, working to help launch new products and new brands and create them from scratch. And then also take existing brands and products and rethink and retool how these brands are meant to be public facing and come to life. And that includes package design and also how that design, how that extends into the world of the larger world of the brand. So, you know, because when you interact with, let's say a, a product like Pepsi that I don't work on currently, but if you, if you think about a brand like Pepsi, it's the packaging, yes, but then there's a whole other world uh, beyond that that you interact with as a consumer. So whether that's like um, with uh, experiences, brand experiences like sampling, tasting, or even at a big music festival where Pepsi has a tent, things like that, but also like from the visuals that are on the side of the trucks delivering the Pepsi uh, to you, whatever kind of merch that we would do and produce, generally any kind of other brand touch points and brand behaviors. So I 
can help inform all of that brand world. Um, and right now my role is to, yeah, be in that DNA and the guts of the brand from its sort of core and inception. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of work and I understand most of it, but I think that there's also a lot of assumptions in what I understand, right? So a lot of what you just described to me is like, it's like the outcome. It's like what you're actually achieving, but I don't really understand. I'm interested to know more about the process of it. Day to day, you know, there's a lot of email. There's a lot of Zoom meetings. Currently I'm in this role. I'm putting together like timelines of how quickly my team can get things done uh, in terms of like, whether it's package design or shooting assets that would go into a brand book that then would be used in a campaign, an ad campaign or on social media or um, out in the world on, let's say, yeah, like I said, like a truck or anything else that the uh, other pieces that the brand touches. So yeah, back to day to day, I'm meeting with the marketing team um, to talk about design and talk about branding and a meeting with other just internal stakeholders like company I work at now is it's just so massive. This is the biggest company and biggest corporate job that I've ever held. So you're in a room with structural designers who would design the actual bottle shape of the products that you're working on. You're talking to research and development people who are creating the formulas for the drinks that you're drinking. And the, and like the actual, if you're working on Cheetos, you'd, they'd be creating how that Cheetos puffs and crunches, you know? So you're talking to those people. Uh, I'm in meetings with, high-level marketing folks uh, and how to sell those products. And then me and my team were working more on the ground level of like designing the package and the product itself and thinking about the strategic ways that we can um, create the brand or, uh, or even alter it or change it or make it become something bigger. Awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of work. <laughs> yes, both, both of those things. Yeah. So, okay. Question two then is what did it take you to get here? Because I mean, you couldn't just have this as your first job after university or just change to it one day. Like what, what actually did it take to get you to this part of your career professionally? Yeah. Well, in college I studied advertising and that was my major in school. Uh, You don't necessarily need to do that to get the job that I have, but I did And then I studied at Miami Ad School, which is an advertising portfolio school, because I wanted to learn how to creatively think about how to make ads and make advertising and make commercials and print ads and every kind of media. So I went to school for two years to do that. I had some internships out of that school and then um, got my first job uh, at an ad agency out of that and then continued to work at ad agencies for 10 years, both in New York and San Francisco. I did all of that work uh, as an art director and a creative director. And for people who don't know, you start off as like a junior art director, and then you kind of work your way up to mid-level art director, senior art director, and then eventually you become either an associate creative director or just straight up to a creative director. And then from creative director, you can become an ad agency specifically. You can be an executive creative director or a group creative director. Uh, group, And it depends on the agency, how big they are and uh, what you're working on. But like a GCD is what they, is a group creative director. You'd be overseeing a number of different brands. Executive creative director is maybe even the 
could be even above that. And then above that is CCO, which is like chief creative officer. So if you work at an ad agency um, and you're CCO, you are in charge of all of the creative and you're overseeing every single brand and every single project that uh, exists within the agency. There's a bunch of people below you and you are, but you do have eyes and visibility to all of the creative output of that agency. Yeah, that's interesting. And how did you do it? What was your path? So um, my personal path was as an art director, uh, then a, you know, I went up through senior art director and then was a creative director. Um, And then after 10 years of doing that, I decided to quit to be a freelancer. As I was freelancing a couple of years, I did pick up other random side projects. Uh, I had some friends who had started a craft brewery in Brooklyn and they asked me if I would design a couple of beer labels for them. And I thought that sounded really cool and could be a fun thing to do. And then as I did a couple of labels for them that it turned into a few more beer labels. Um, And then that kind of turned into, well, hey, do you wanna replace our design agency and do this for us? And uh, because it was a really cool opportunity with this brewery that, they're called Other Half and they have kind of a cult following where like people would line up overnight even to get some of these beers and, you know, just kind of like people call it the supreme of beers. So like every week dropping new beers and all limited edition stuff. Um, So I thought it was a really great opportunity to work with them and partner with them. So uh, I worked for them for two years, kind of running my own mini design agency. And uh, I would bring on my own freelancers and have them work on stuff. And I was designing some stuff, but also setting up a process for them and setting up design systems. And um, yeah, it it was an intense, intense amount of work. They had their mainstay beers, but also were releasing anywhere between uh, t- let's say 20 and 36 new beers per month, depending on the month. So, and those all needed, each needed individual unique packaging. Awesome. Plus I was, plus I was working on designing merch um, and designing for their beer festivals and any event they had and social media graphics. Like it was really, it, it was a ton of work. Oh my gosh. It sounds like it but also sounds like it was worth it. Plus those beers are great. Um, what do you do next? After that, then I got a freelance job working for a big beer company. Um, like one of the biggest ones, I don't want to say which one it was, but I was, uh, but it was with an ad agency. So I was working on some hard seltzer brands and some beer brands and working with the ad agency to create both brand guidelines and brand documents, but also create advertising and uh, commercials and things like that for a variety of these brands. And did that for about six months. And then the pandemic hit. Um, and right before the pandemic hit, uh, I got a, a little call from Pepsi and talking to them for a while, I realized, oh yeah, this is kind of a marriage of all of the skills that I've built over the years of the kind of the kind of person they wanted in this role. Yeah. So, um, so you, it sounds like you sort of unintentionally created this path, right? It, like listening to, to that, that was a really helpful journey and narrative of what you've gone through and what you've done. 
It sounds like now you're really able to make choices based on your own personal interest and your passion and working with friends that you've made over the past, you know, few years or, you know, decades, but I'm also sure that's not really how it started, right? So in the beginning, you weren't able to make the same kinds of choices and have that same autonomy. Is there something that helped you get started at the beginning on this path? You know, is there some sort of training or specific experience or mentor or something that that you would say really launched you on this path? Yeah, I think um, going to advertising portfolio school definitely pushed me on this path. I think, um, which in, in advertising portfolio school for people who've never heard of that, um, essentially you, you spend a year or two putting together uh, what's called your advertising book or your portfolio. Now today it's your website, but at the time that I did it, it was an actual physical book of work, uh, of print ads um, and, and concepts that you would flip through. Mm-hmm. And now it's a website. Um, and so through that learning, through that Um, training. And then also that school set you up with a few internships to kind of get you, get your foot in the door. So I actually, my first job was being hired out of one of those internships. Nice. Um, Would you, would you say that the path you took, you started by working at agencies, right? Would you say that is the way to start if you want a career in advertising? Um, Yes, I think so. But I know there's other people who come in different ways. But if you want to be a creative person in advertising, that's the most common way, at least in the United States, uh, that you do go to some kind of school where you put together a portfolio. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just like the big thing uh, in the last couple of decades, I guess, uh, of how creative people coming into the industry do it. There I'm sure there's other ways to do it, uh, but that's the main way. And, and at least, um, you know, the way that I have seen people do it. If you want to do something else within an agency, let's say you want to be an account manager or you want to uh, work in production, like those are different paths. So those are different entry points. Yeah. I think you, you studied advertising in undergrad, right? But you need to have done that or can you have some other kind of background? And let's say, you know, you're you're 25 and you think, "Mm, actually, I always wanted to go to advertising school. Could you do that? Could you go to a portfolio school having not studied it before? Yes. Um, We had a bunch of people in our school who had studied completely different things, Uh, even people who had had totally different careers before entering advertising. Like uh, some people came into the school at 35, uh, having had a career in journalism or a career, you know, in economics. I mean, who knows, like advertising, I think is one of those things where if you get it and you know how to do it and you understand it and learn it and branding and brand design, like you can come into it from any which way, uh, but it's about getting your foot in the door and proving to the people that you work with that you can do it. Yeah. And you've already done that, right? You've already been doing that a lot and you're kicking butt and you're awesome. Good job, Megan. Um, So moving from now to the future, do you have any ideas where you're going to go to from here with your career? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. And I think at this point I've let my career and what I'm drawn to kind of guide me, especially the past several years where after I started after I stopped working full time uh, and started to freelance, I wanted to do that so that I could get my 
hands in a lot of different pies and I've kind of done that. And even while I was still freelancing in at ad agencies, I took a side job uh, as a content manager at a local website and was managing a social media account that had 30,000 followers in Brooklyn. And so that was like a side thing that I did. And then I I started uh, working on a um, nonprofit arts festival in Brooklyn where you know, we had 400 artists open up their studio doors to the public each year. Um, I did that until the pandemic hit every year. It was an annual thing and really got a joy out of that. So I was always kind of trying to, or I have been in the last few years, trying to like dip my toes in a lot of different things and different projects that just sound appealing to me because you never know where that might lead. Mm. Um, over time, like the, that learning and building your skills and, and also building the network of people that you work with that that um, can only help you. Yeah. Uh, if you're working on things that interest you, then good things will come to you, I think. Yeah. All right, Megan, thank you. I'm going to now ask you our quick fire round of questions. Yay. You don't know these questions. Um, they're still professional because that's what the show's about, but they're a little bit more personal to get a better sense of the kind of people who do the work that you do, right? So quick answers. I'm not going to ask follow-up questions. Here we go. Number one, which one feels right for you? Do you live to work or work to live? I work to live. Cool. Uh, what kind of person do you think would love the kind of work that you do and what kind of person would hate it? The kind of person that would hate it would be somebody who is married to a specific process or needs things to be in a certain order or needs things to get done on time. I think the kind of person who would love it is somebody who loves creativity, flexibility, weirdness, uh, interesting people, and a, a, an odd cast of characters. For someone who wants to learn more about the kind of work that you do, is there a book or a show that you'd recommend to them? Yes. Um, I know everyone knows Mad Men, uh, which you can glean some, you know, 1950s advertising jargon and things out of that. Um, but there's a bunch of books that I read when I was going to ad school. So um, let's see. There's a book called Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. Um, it's about, you know, which there's squeezing the Charmin. Um, so yeah, that book, I remember being really good. There's another book called Ogilvy on Advertising. That's another old school 1950s sort of 60s uh, advertising book that's classic. I, I, think, I think you read all of that stuff when you're sort of starting out. And then now as I'm older, uh, I'm trying to find inspiration and, you know, and things unrelated to advertising. I, you know, when I was starting out, I wanted to know all of those things because I didn't know enough about the industry. I didn't know what it was like. And I'm sure there's even more recent and more modern books out now. Uh, I believe it's called Junior Copywriter. Um, I want to say that's the name, but Thomas Kenmany, um, it's, I have not read it. However, it's, a, and I worked with him, uh, but I, I know it's about his experience uh, starting out as a copywriter in advertising. And I have heard that it's very good and I've been meaning to pick it up. So I would recommend his book. Thanks. All right. Number four, if you could wake up tomorrow and have a totally different career, all training and experience magically granted to you overnight, what would you want to be doing? Oh man. Well, we're almost in summer. So first thing that flashed in my brain, because it's going to be summer and I had such a nice day outside today was someone who stands at the top of the water slide <laughs> and lets people go down. Nice. 
I think you have the skills you need to do that. I probably do. I think you can do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Who is someone who has helped you to get where you are today? Someone you'd love to say thank you to. Wow. Um, when I was sort of like mid-level in my career, this woman, uh, and I've always found female mentors to be more significant of an impact to me in my career personally than male mentors. I think because advertising is historically sort of a boys club and, you know, going back to Mad Men, you can see that kind of vibe and it, you know, still exists today, although not as prominent and not as pronounced as it once was. Um, but there was a woman uh, named Lisa Topol who, in the middle of my career, uh, she was a creative director when I was an art director, and she was really awesome and really great, and just um, could kind of tell it like it is. And I think she still does. So, hmm. yeah, really appreciate that. Awesome. All right, and last question: At this precise moment in time, what are you most proud about in your life? I'm proud that I have done what I wanted and followed what my heart was seeking at the time. So sometimes if that means you need to quit your job, I have done that. If that means you need to take a job for less money than you should, because you just really want to do something cool or work with a friend, then do it. Um, so I would just say, yeah, follow your heart and your passion. What's so generic. But <laughs> It's also so true. And it's, it's always nice to hear it from people who, who that's worked out for, you know, it's been, it's been a key to success for you. Clearly. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Megan. This has been inspirational, informative, and amazing. I am so inspired by you. Oh, thank you so much. Denise. This has been awesome.